Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Lindsay Wander on the line. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Worldwide tutoring. Um, we talked in the pre-show about education and the pandemic and all of that. So tell us a little bit about the organization and some of this amazing work that you're doing. So Worldwide Tutoring, I've started it about nine years ago, and it was founded on the idea that especially students who are struggling with traditional learning, it was giving them an opportunity to have that extra assistance that they needed to be able to be successful no matter what the situation is. And those students tend to be students with learning difficulties. Um, maybe they're just bored with the content because their IQ is so high. There might be behavior issues, whatever it is. Now it's really expanded into just being a service of helping people with whatever they need help with. And sometimes that can be overwhelming because they're like, what do you mean? You don't have like a set program, but it's really, what do you need? You know, do you need parent coaching? Do you need enrichment? Do you need test prep? But within everything we do, we also interweave, we deliberately interweave instruction in, I guess what people call the soft skills. I call them metacognition, executive functions, and interpersonal skills. So we're intentionally interweaving an instruction in those so that the student not only gets better in their class and raises their test scores, but they're actually becoming better students overall, better human, um, they become better leaders, and then they can go out and make some big changes in the world. That's amazing that you do that, and it is so desperately needed, and it's so desperately missing from a lot of the interactions that we see in education for, for a long time. Now, the playground and playing with friends and interactions and all of that stuff, it, it kind of naturally happened to an extent, but not to the extent where it needs to be, and especially now with a lot of students learning from home and sitting in Zoom calls or whatever platform that the school system is using for education, we've lost that interaction. So with this tutoring, teaching them this stuff is going to help them out when they are actually able to go back to the playground and to the classroom and all the other places that we interact with each other. And it's teaching them life skills that's going to serve them their entire life and that's what education should do you should mm -hmm. learn things skills and techniques that are going to carry you through all of your life and that's amazing that you do that this is the first time i've ever heard any organization that does tutoring focus and putting in those additional life skills that again like i said before are lacking from a lot of the education plans that i've seen i think that Thing, you know, the pandemic really shone a spotlight on that, um, that that is missing from instruction. I think that as a former classroom teacher, we sometimes rely too heavily on those playground interactions to teach kids those skills. But a lot of people might kind of get thrown off by it, thinking it has to be a whole separate curriculum, but it really doesn't. You just have to kind of shape the way that you provide opportunities to the students, change the way that you speak to them. There's minor shifts in what we do that have really big changes, huge impacts. 
and just giving them, you know, the platform to actually build those skills is key. What's important too is the fact that you actually saw this as a need and you did something about it. Because many organizations, especially during this pandemic, have made some minor adjustments to their offerings. It doesn't matter what product or service it is. They've tweaked it a little bit, but they're still trying to say, okay, well, this is our program. This is our platform. And your organization didn't rely on that. You took a look and like, okay, what is the needs that we're seeing right now? And what can we offer to make things better? And you know, we talked about it briefly in the uh, pre-show is you've got a ton of new things that you've created, new offerings uh, from your organization that were birthed, quite frankly, uh, out of observation of what people need right now. So let's talk about some of those things that you guys are doing. I mean, exactly. I was a classroom teacher myself. I understand the limitations of having a classroom and even the most well-intentioned teachers can't always accomplish everything. And and they have a lot of weight on their shoulders as it is. So that was the intention is to provide an extension of support to the schools and to the families, giving them, you know, what's not being covered in the schools. Because of the pandemic, we've offered a lot of new things. Um, One of the new ones that we started in the spring and we're relaunching in the fall is our standby tutoring. Sometimes kids are home and able to manage their own learning, but then they hit a little hiccup. And maybe it's a math problem, they can't figure out how to get started or an essay they need help outlining. So we have tutors who are on standby during certain hours of the day who are an expert in all these subjects. I'm, I'm one of them that stands by. You can kind of come at me with anything and I'll be able to help you with it. And it kind of comes from the stem of just us being lifelong learners. We've really constantly explored explored and grew um, our knowledge base. We also have our learning pods, which I know is a hot topic right now. A lot of, especially parents of younger children, are looking for a safe place for their children to go to still gain those social skills and to, you know, have someone to help them with the e-learning while they're, while the parents are working. And um, we have our expert instructors who are good, not just in specific subjects, but also great with the younger students, which is predominantly who the learning pods are um, targeted towards, although we do have middle school and high school learning pods as well. And also um, a lot of parents who have children with learning difficulties. So we have a lot of instructors who are specialized in that, who can provide the support that maybe the parents just aren't as well-versed in. And that's fine. You don't have to be an expert in everything. So you got to bring in the other people who are. We also (laughs) have an enrichment program, which I launched over the summer, and I'm going to continue through the fall. It's online enrichment courses that range from origami and leadership all the way to coding and creative writing. And within all of those classes, we also interweave those learning and life skills. But it basically is just a way for the kids to explore something that's a personal interest to them in a structured way and to interact with other people safely, but then to get them excited about learning again. Because one of the things I noticed right away is the kids were just not into what was going on in the spring. And I saw the flame, the the excitement for, you know, innovation and questioning and, you know, just the curiosity um, go out. And so I developed those enrichment programs to give them some, some passion again. And then the final thing, which I'm actually really proud of, probably more than all of them, is we started a student sponsorship program. You know, we've all heard the phrase achievement gap. And that's describing the disparity between 
minority students, especially who have Black and Hispanic heritage that are low income versus their peers who um, we see differences in their achievements, their, their academic progress. And there's been several studies showing that this online schooling is just widening that gap anymore, even more. And what is that going to do, not just to the students, but to our economy and our society? We're talking decades down the line when we don't have a workforce that is prepared or innovative. So one of the things that I created was a student sponsorship program where individuals or organizations can sponsor students. And if it is an organization, there's tons of marketing opportunities there for them as well. And all of that is um, described in the website. Um, thank you for doing that because, and you, you hit it right on the head, if we don't educate our youth right now and give them the skills for them to be successful and to be able to be innovative over their next career or their entire career, which could be 40 or 50 years of working, that really impacts society uh, because if the skill sets aren't here, then a government or a country will have to go outside to find it or the work just won't exist in our country and will go somewhere else where the skill set is. Uh, it's, it's not a competition. I know a lot of people think it's a competition with you know, skill sets in countries and things like that. No, it, it benefits the planet if mm -hmm. everyone is growing, contributing, and innovative because everyone has their own specialized skill sets that make them better at certain things than others where there's strengths in other areas and it, it, when you harmonize all those things then as a global citizen we all benefit by it educated talented individuals make this world better and we need to create environments in the sponsorship program thank you for doing it because it it, 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 sh it eliminates and minimizes that gap and i've seen it you know i you know, I grew up outside of Detroit, and I know that the Detroit school system has for decades really struggled where some of the suburbs not too far from there have thrived. And it's, it's unfortunate based on what zip code uh, you happen to live in uh, or you know, your heritage, all of these challenges that have been systemic problems that we face for a long time organizations like yours are doing something about it to address it and to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to grow and learn. And you said something a few minutes ago about lifelong learning and that's, I can tell that's something you're really passionate about, not just for, you know, the students and, and the people that you tutor, but yourself in launching a business. You said on a couple occasions that you used to be, you know, a school teacher in a classroom. So when you launch the business, because it's, it's a little different running a business than running a classroom. Not all that different, but there's some variances. So when you first did this and ventured out on it, you know, what were some of the things that you wish you would have known now or back then that you know now about launching a business and especially in something like tutoring? I wish that I had sought outside help more. I think that in the beginning, I only really thought that people who are in the exact same field as me in an education entrepreneurship field would help me. But what I have learned over the years is sometimes it's a person in a totally unrelated field that has brilliant ideas. The sponsorship was actually not even my idea. It was someone I met in a networking event who was talking about her sponsorship program for you know, her business. And I was like, that's brilliant. And I can now apply it to what I'm doing. 
So I think that one of the things I would advise people starting out is to seek out like-minded people in the sense of they are looking to better the world around them. They are looking for progress. They are lifelong learners and they're giving more than they're receiving. So, you know, they're constantly trying to help and be that same person in that relationship with them, but definitely you know, take their advice to heart. I think, you know, in the beginning, I was kind of like, what do you know? You're not in this industry. And now I'm like, give me anything anyone can tell me. I take it and I run with it. The other thing I noticed with myself in the beginning is I think I was afraid of growing too big and becoming what this image of a business owner was in my head. I'm a teacher, I'm an educator, and I really didn't want to lose sight of my passion. And I thought that if my business grew to a certain extent, then I would become a different person. And what I have learned, again, through my interactions is that there's a lot of very successful business owners who are still extremely conscious, extremely giving, and I can still be who I am, but also be a successful business owner, you know, and that was a revelation for me and stopped a lot of my own self-talk of my own self-doubts or my ways of kind of blocking myself. Once I realized I, I could still be who I inherently am, follow my passions and also have a successful business, it really shifted a lot for me. Well, that's a great exercise that you did because you know oftentimes especially when you leave one career for something else you know mine was i left healthcare i was healthcare executive and then launched my business and similar tracks and similar experiences but you know there were some things where i'm like okay am i able to do this am i going to be able to do the marketing am i going to be able to give the effort and be passionate about what i do when things grow, how am I going to be able to handle when people say they want to be on the show, for example, and it's seven months out before they can book? And it, you know, how am I going to deal with that? What, what, are, what am I going to be able to do to fix that? Because you, when people want to talk with you and get your services, you want to help them. You know, I'm, I'm sure the teacher in you will never go away. And I'm sure there are times where you're like, I wish I could teach every class. Well, mm-hmm. you, you can't. Mm-hmm. I, you, you can have input on it, and yes, you to, you know, especially the ones where you're like, you know, I'd really love to teach this class. Then, then you do it. But it's like trying to figure out, okay, your favorite food, all all the types of food that you have that you love in your life, and you basically go, okay, it's all on a, this buffet, and you're going, okay, what do I want to eat? But I love all of them. Yeah. How am I? How am I going to pick? And you know, it, it's the beautiful thing about having success is well, you, you pick the one and don't feel bad about not picking the others because the opportunities are going to be there for you to be able to do those things as well. But growing Absolutely. a business, you know, you know, leaving the I don't want to say the left the teaching profession. You didn't. You just shifted what you do. You're still an educator. That's mm-hmm. that's in your DNA and. Uh, that's good that you are because I know and I'm not going to name names, but I know that there are other education-based organizations that are were not launched by people in education, and I think that's a big gap. Doesn't mean they're not successful, but I think there's a big gap there as far as the DNA of the organization and the mission and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. Yes, you want to be profitable. Yes, you want to make money and and whatnot, but you also want to make an impact on the world. And I commend you for, for 
doing that. And I hope that you're having fun with it, at least, because I know running a business is sometimes not the greatest uh, mode of enjoyment, but I, I trust that you're enjoying the process and, and the growth of your organization so far. Well, it's kind of like what you said. You know, one of um, my friends about six years ago told me the first one you hire is going to be the hardest. And then once you hire them, you're going to be like, why didn't I do this sooner? So now I can pick and choose what I want to do because I, I, I've hired people who I trust. And even recently I brought on staff. So like I have an assistant now, I have someone for my marketing, I have someone for my website and I'm able to delegate that to them so I can focus more on that human component that I originally came into for this. So there's definitely um, benefit to, again, getting help, seeking help when you can. There's people out there who want to help. And then that way you can focus more on what brings you the joy, what brought you to this in the first place. And that's crucial because because oftentimes what happens is, you know, some people, quite frankly, um, that's what I'm looking for. I think people get lost in their business and they you know, kind of lose interest uh, because the business side of things ends up taking over the passion part where right. you've been able to be successful enough to say, okay, I can start bringing on some people to help me deal with this administrative stuff that yes. I don't particularly care to do or doesn't bother me, but it takes. Or I'm not away. good at, <laughs> you know, there's things that I could probably figure it out, but I'm not great. And then my website girl gets in there and does it. And it's like, done. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that would have taken me three hours to figure out. And she gets it done in five minutes, you know? Exactly. How come I can't get that image to be the right size? So I know right. that, all those pressure points. Yeah. It's, it's good to delegate that stuff to the pros that, you know, that's their passion and that's what they love doing. And, mm -hmm. and when you can get a collective of people that are working in their passion, uh, it, it does some amazing things for the organization. You start seeing rapid growth. Uh, so, to wrap up, what, what's some advice that you can give to parents right now that are really struggling and, you know, schools starting up or if it hasn't already in certain uh, districts and whatnot, and it could be a hybrid right now. It could be in class. It could be home. It could be both. Um, what's some advice you'd give to parents when it comes to not taking it on themselves, you know, and to really consider utilizing services like yours to, to help their children continue to grow and, and learn and, and basically delegate some of the work that they've been taking on. Right, exactly. I think a lot of parents are really concerned. They're worried that their <clears throat> children are falling behind. They're worried that they're not motivated. They're not engaged. And sometimes you just need to bring in the professionals and almost like a mediator because even the stuff that the parents are saying are probably very similar to some of the things we're saying, but they just tend to listen to us a little bit more than they do to mom and dad. And that's just their way of exploring their own individuality and their independence. And, you know, we don't want to stifle that, but, you know, it's kind of like you don't go to your plumber when you're feeling sick, you know, go to the person who's the expert in that field. So, you know, we, we are experts in this. We know how to make our content engaging. We know how to reach those kids that are unreachable and to get them motivated to learn. And this is what we do. We're, we're especially targeting the kids that the traditional system isn't working for. So these are, these are our kids. We know how to work with them. I also would just encourage parents, you know, to kind of look at their own experience with their jobs. You know, we don't have to be in the workplace for eight hours a day for us to be productive. And the same thing with kids. 
learning doesn't have to be sitting by a book for eight hours a day as a classroom teacher. Most of that time during the day is not learning. So, you know, just giving yourself a little grace. I always say life is learning and learning is life, you know, so there's opportunities for learning all around us, gardening, cooking, cleaning. There's all kinds of ways that they can be learning. So don't, don't stress so much about it. There's ways to get them engaged and motivated and, There's on my website, I have a bunch of blogs for parents if you want suggestions of how to do that, if you want to do it on your own. But then obviously, if you get to a point that you want an expert to come in, we are here to help. That's awesome. So, Lindsay, I've loved our conversation today. Where can people find out more about you, your awesome organization? And and obviously, I'll put the links in the show notes as far as the blogs and everything else. But where can people find out more about you and this awesome organization you're on? So the best place to start is probably our website, which is worldwisetutoringwithans.com. And on there, you'll find the blogs for the parents. You'll find a student handbook, which has hundreds of resources for free for students. You'll also find our information about our learning pods, our sponsorship program, our standby tutoring, our enrichment, everything. Everything we offer, test prep, academics. We're also on every social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Only one I'm not on yet is, is TikTok. I don't know if I'll ever get on that one, but I'm on all the rest. So you can just find Worldwide Tutoring on any of those as well. That's awesome. And like I said, I'll have those in the show notes. So Lindsay, thank you again uh, for being on the show and, and more importantly for this work. Um, you were, you and your team is impacting our future by educating and teaching our children um, how to live their life. Yes, educating them on skills and whatnot, but the life lessons, I think, is in, it's just incredible that you do that. So thank you so much for your time and, and for the work that you're doing. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to share the message and to give people the help when they need it. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.